All right, you got your camera? You got a bag? You ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. Today, we're taking you on a weekend explorations trip to Rockland, Maine. Rockland is mid-coast Maine. You can also pair it with time spent in Camden and down to Port Clyde, Maine for a wonderful weekend or extend it for a few days more. I highly advise um, taking time to visit Maine in late summer or into the fall. Be aware if you do visit Maine in the fall, after Columbus Day weekend, some of the lodgings do close, some restaurants do close, and some of the ferry lines out to islands such as Monhegan and some of the islands that are part of Acadia National Park also do stop service. So you may want to check your dates against what activities you'd be interested in doing. So if you're interested in going to Rockland or Camden, Maine, uh, flying into Portland, Maine may be a good option if you're flying in from out of state. From Portland, the airport is about two hours to Rockland. And once you're in Rockland, you have many things you can take part in. There's a wonderful lighthouse, Rockland Breakwater Light. There'll be a walk on uneven stones. It's literally the breakwater wall that was built in the 1800s. A little bit of uneven rocks, but worth the walk. Definitely worth the walk. About a mile out, you can see sea life, gulls, birds, um, different things as you're walking. Take your time. If it's wet, these rocks will become slippery, so do wear appropriate footwear. And you may want to think about um, the gear that you're carrying as well when you take the walk. Um, going out at sunset is a is an ideal time. Um, double check the parking the small parking lot, you may need to um, pay for a state park sticker there at the box, so always be aware of those types of things. Also in Rockland, you've got the Farnsworth Art Museum. It's a wonderful collection of artwork, and we will be taking a listen to Chris from the Farnsworth Art Museum today as he shares some of the treasures, how the Farnsworth was started, and so much more. Also within range is Port Clyde. From Port Clyde, you can take a great boat trip out to Monhegan, maybe spend the night, or just explore the island for a day. And once you return to Port Clyde, you can also make a short, there's a short walk, or you can drive it down to Marshall Point Lighthouse, which is scenic, it's photogenic. For lodging, you may consider there's many beautiful bed and breakfasts in Camden and Rockland, one of them, the Granite Inn. I have stayed at. It's historic, but the rooms are modern, clean. We're not talking fussy doilies here. We're talking beautiful hardwood floors, clean, simple furnishings, and a wonderful gourmet breakfast, as well as a beautiful porch to enjoy your morning coffee or late night aperitif. And you're in walking distance from the Farnsworth Art Museum, the Puffin Discovery Center, and also the Lighthouse Museum, all within walking distance in Rockland, Maine. 
as well as many fine eating establishments, restaurants, and a view of the harbor as well. So let's get started, and today we'll be talking to Chris from the Farnsworth Art Museum, and thanks for joining me. Today we're talking to Chris from the Farnsworth Art Museum about the photography exhibit, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris and start with, um, why don't you tell us a little bit, well, go ahead and introduce yourself, Chris, and your role at the museum, and then uh, start by telling us a little bit about the art museum itself, because I think the museum itself is interesting with its collection of buildings as well. Yes, delighted to be here. Uh, Chris Brownwell, director of the Farnsworth Art Museum. Um, The Farnsworth began its uh, life as a museum in 1948. Um, but actually before that, um, its history goes back um, much further. Uh, in 1935, Lucy Farnsworth, which was the last remaining member of the Farnsworth family, uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst and great surprise to everyone, she left her entire estate, which is about $1.3 million Wow. In 1935, which was an impressive, you know, I think that was an impressive feat, uh, considering yeah. what was going on in the in the U.S. at that point. Um, and so, uh, again, to, to everyone's surprise, she left her estate to build a library and museum in honor of her father, William A. Farnsworth, our our namesake. So um, after that was um, identified as the her interest, um, they went to work and decided that they needed to to build that uh, museum. And she gave very uh, detailed instructions on where it needed to be placed. She wanted it on Main Street and how it would to how it would operate during those early years. And so again, I mentioned that it opened in 1948. So it took time. Um, there was a war effort there. There was a lack of supplies, a lack of labor, oh, and it yeah. took time to do that. But but I think really the two two key pieces of when you decide to build an art museum is one, you need a building, and two, probably equally, there's just as maybe even more important is you need a collection. Right. And the Farns the Farnsworth family were not what we'd describe as serious art collectors. They weren't, um, you know, the patrons of the major museums uh, in the U.S. that had these extensive collections that they could donate to to start and establish the museum. So we assigned the task of a gentleman named William Bellows, a retired art historian. Uh, we filled a checkbook worth $50,000, and he went out to acquire um, the beginnings of the collection. And he was incredibly successful. He acquired 700 pieces, wow. and if you kind of do the back of the envelope math, that came to about $71 a piece. Yeah. So he was collecting major pieces uh, by by you know sort of the the stars of and the rising stars within the American um, within American art history, and such as Robert Henry and and Bellows and Winslow Homer and. Fitzhenry Lane and John Marin and and even a young Andrew Wyeth. The museum purchased two Andrew Wyeths uh, very early uh, in Andrew's career. Oh wow! Um, and that formed the the beginnings of the collection. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a very strong um, basis that formed the corpus of the collection. And then from there, the collection continued to grow and grow. Uh, today. Uh, fast forward, we have 15,000 objects in the collection. We have one of the one of the great American painting collections in the country, which is 
phenomenal. Yeah. Um, we have close relationships with many, uh, many artists and, and such as Robert Indiana and Alex Katz. And of course the Wyeth family, we have a close relationship with the Wyeth family as well, but we had relationships with other artists throughout the course of American art history. Um, dating back to, again, you know, Henry and Bellows and, um, and even, um, Frank Benson and, uh, more recently, Louise Nevelson. Nevelson considered to be one of the, one of the most important 20th century American sculptors. So, um, interesting enough, Louise Nevelson grew up here in Rockland. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. and so we have one of the largest collections of Nevelson work in the country. So our interest, uh, you know, our, 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 the composition of the collection is incredibly strong. It's focused on American art. Our mission is celebrating Maine's role in American art. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something to be seen by everyone. Um, and I think that the collection is, um, as I said, is, is terrific. Uh, we have 13 galleries that we exhibit both the collection on a rotating basis, as well as bringing in some fabulous exhibitions that we organize here. Sometimes we send those out to other institutions and sometimes they're presented here and then they're, they're, uh, you know, removed from the walls and sent back to their, to their rightful owners. So anyway, it's, it's, uh, we have great fun doing it. Uh, during the course of the year, we have, uh, we serve about a hundred thousand people in our programs, which were, Delighted, and we sit here in in Rockland, Maine, which and is beautiful. So I mean, Rockland, which, Maine is just a gorgeous place. It's a great place to visit. It is absolutely fabulous. Um, yeah. Rockland is is a gem. Our mid coast community here, Rockland, Rockport, Camden, it's an absolute gem, and um, so much to offer. And it really has become uh, Maine's arts capital. So there's plenty to see. Great institutions, um, great galleries, and to your point, great food. Yeah, excellent food. <laughs> yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Chris, and we'll. Talk sure, I hope that time. I hope that worked out for you. Yeah, it did. Um, and the website for anyone is barnsworthmuseum.org. So appreciate your great. time today. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, thank you. Fall color update. It is now August. So if you're still making plans, now's the time to do it. So hello, Jeff. Thanks for joining us and looking hello. forward to hearing the Thanks episode. for having me. <laughs> All right. So what, <laughs> what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Well, um, I'm going to stick kind of with the weathermen. They're calling for um, warmer temperatures going in through August and September, possibly October. But that doesn't mean we're going to be at the beach in our bathing suits in October. It okay. means more like um, a couple degrees, two, three degrees on any given day, warmer than we'd like to see it, but um, that's very doable. We've been doing that since 2012. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. If we get a 2012 year, it'd be very interesting because uh, about mid-September, all of a sudden we're down in the 50s, 30s at night, even though we were supposed to have warm temperatures going in. Hmm. So sometimes things like that happen. And how are the leaves, the quality of the leaves, any issues there? We're still looking. Well, uh, right now, um, I've had no 
alarming reports of any um, real big problems um, out around the uh, Quabbin Reservoir in Massachusetts. Uh, the the moths were still a problem out there, the gypsy moths, and they um, caused issues with uh, the trees being just defoliated. Right. Um, so they're they're refoliating. They generally are going to be weaker or poor colors. Uh, and a lot of them were oak leaves, so they're not that good to begin with. No. Um, but the, you know, that area, you know, it, it's going to take a few years before it comes back really good. Um, but I haven't heard of any other real strong outbreak anywhere else, not as of this time. Um, up in Vermont, um, there's been a few cases of anthracnos and other leaf problems that affects the maples. Um, but yeah, still nothing, nothing alarming. That's good. You know, it's, good. you know, so I think if you find an area that's, you know, you know, that is hit by something, whether it's, you know, uh, anthracnos or, um, moths, um, Move. <laughs> yeah. Go to another area. Yeah, just move a little ways, and it, it will go away. It'll be behind you. You'll find something new. I guarantee it. No one area is going to be really blighted by anything. And, um, you know, we've each year we've had a little bit here, a little bit there, and that's pretty much normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's it, it may not, you know, it may not be big. It may not be small. It's really hard to say right now because nothing really is coming out from the Forest Service as far as problems that they're seeing. Oh, well, that's as we get into September, we'll probably have some more thoughts on that, but it all depends on what they hit us with. And and rainfall um, for out there, or drought issues? Because I know earlier... Uh, there's, no drought, there's no drought issues that I know good. of. I oh. mean, there may be some in Southern Mass a little bit. There's still, still a little yellow here and there. But in general, uh, reservoirs are back up to... Historical norms, lakes, rivers, um, historically um, average for uh, this time of year. So we're we're looking pretty good in that area, which to me means happy trees. Happy trees means the leaves stay on longer normally, mm-hmm. barring uh, hurricane Sandy's or yeah. things like that coming through. Um, knock on wood. Yep. Um, in general. Um, barring any big storms, you know, the leaves should be happier, have a little stronger attraction to the tree, and uh, they may, you know, stay on longer, which can be a good thing. So overall, you also be a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, overall, I'm staying staying kind of happy. You know, I'll I'll keep a happy face on. Oh, good. You know, I'm, I'm not jumping up and down ecstatic if I saw, you know, low rain and, um, you know, average temperatures going in through, you know, September and October, I'd be doing a little happy dance. Um, so instead of a happy dance, I'll do a, uh, just a, a, a little smile on my face and <laughs> a cautious tapping of the toes. Um, you know, we'll see what, you know, what actually happens and what we actually get, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, optimist, um, cautiously optimistic. How about that? Yeah. So if it stays a little bit warmer, it may delay the colors. Is that how I'm understanding the process? Generally, generally. I mean, the amount of light per day 
mm-hmm. and you know the amount of sun that's what really dictates that that's the that's the primary mover primary. you know the colors are going to change no matter what right whether they change perfectly the way we want them to or they just turn brown fall off in the worst worst case possible scenario right. which we're not looking at but you know it's like you know, if, you know, they're going to fall off one way or the other. Yeah. You know, fall is coming. Fall is coming. No matter anybody who's out there going, uh, no, I haven't been to the beach yet, or I haven't, I haven't had enough summer. <laughs> well, face it, you're in August. Yeah. It ain't going. If you ain't getting out there now, you're going to be. Next time you get out, it'll be fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so get out there, enjoy the rest of your summer. You got all of August to just go crazy and enjoy whatever summer-like fun, you know, you can make the most of every day because falls on the way. It's just around the corner. It's knocking lightly at the door. (laughs) Well, that's good. I mean, it's it's what it should be doing this time of year. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah. It's just a, there's just a, you know, footsteps coming down the hall of fall beginning its arrival. It's not quite here yet, but um, I've got a fire bush that I go by each day when I take a walk mm-hmm. and it's turning pink a little bit. Oh, the leaves okay. are losing their green and, you know, right, you know, July into August, that's about normal. Yeah. And um, I, I saw a, uh, a red leaf or two on a sumac, you know, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see any red in that particular area. And I realized, oh, there's a sumac out there and it had a few red leaves on it. Interesting. So, you know, mid-August is normal when the sumacs really start catching our attention. Everybody starts photographing. Oh, I found some red leaves. Yeah. Yeah, there's sumacs. (laughs) Deal with it. It's okay. Yeah. I expect that. All right. You know, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be here sooner or later. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have any big fears at this time. It's, you know, like I said, cautiously optimistic. I think we're going to have a pretty nice fall foliage season. Yeah, it sounds Especially like it's keeping Jeff Dash Foliage.com. Yes, check out Jeff Dash Foliage.com <laughs> to start planning your routes if you haven't already. You're picking places, making your, you know, list of great things you want to see or places to go get a cider donut or all the fall things. I mean, there's just so much to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's sounding great then. It's sounding like, you know, encouraging, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see it as being a good fall. You know, I, I don't think we're going to hit outstanding, but we're going to have a good time this fall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's positive. It all sounds great. So, mm-hmm. Everyone should be making their plans to continue to travel out east and enjoy the fall foliage season. And if check yeah. out Jeff make, Dash. Make sure they dress accordingly. Make sure they dress accordingly. And uh, yeah, it's, we're going to have some cool temperatures no matter what the weatherman says, I'll bet. Especially if you get up in the White Mountains or over into the Green Mountains and uh, you start exploring. Make sure they, they dress accordingly, bring layers, fleece. Good, solid walking shoes, all that fun stuff, and uh, enjoy some uh, some cider, some cold or hot cider, and yes. some cider donuts, and all the stuff that we miss until fall. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> Jeff Bullage, for giving us the latest update uh, since it's the beginning of August. So we'll probably check yep. in and 
few weeks and hear what okay. any updates are. So any of you looking for information, check out jeff-foliage.com, filled with great info and drop a comment. Uh, Jeff is already checking the comments. He also has a monthly you know, comment to win section, which is always fun. So check it out and we'll talk to you soon, Jeff. Thank you. By all means, I encourage you, if you have questions, please go to my email at april at aprilart.com. Send me a question, drop me an email. If you have comments, if there's locations you'd like me to see cover, photography tips, any of that. And my tours that I have offered are on my website at fallphototrips.com and yourphototravelguide.com. And if there's a trip that you're hoping to take that maybe you don't see listed, please drop me an email. I'm more than happy to put together something custom for you. And if you've got a few, group, a few friends or family members, let's talk. So thank you again for joining me. This is April with Eyes for the Road.